0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. February 22nd, 2021. Stand up for your country. So I'm going to lead this broadcast tonight with uh, something different. Uh, nobody else will do this, but it's a problem that I see affecting all of us and harming the country in a very big way, and that's a cancel culture. And this needs to be exposed, and the only way this is going to stop is for good American people, which I believe is a majority to stand up against it. So what we're talking about here is primarily a due process denial. So I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of history, but I'll just give you 20 seconds. The reason that the colonists fought England and King George um, was because there was no due process here. You've heard uh, no taxation without representation. Remember that, you know, in school? What that meant was the colonists in America really didn't have any say about their lives. The king said, hey, you're going to do this or else. And the king could take away your property. He could take away your life. He could do whatever he wanted to do. Americans said, no, we don't want to live that way. So we're going to fight. And they did, eight years. So if you read Killing England, you'll get the whole picture. But we fought primarily to have a fairness, a sense of fairness and justice in this country. Now, the cancel culture is threatening that. And it's worse, far worse than you even know. So you'll remember that Simon & Schuster, the major publishing house, canceled Senator Josh Hawley's book because Hawley believed there was election fraud. That's why his book was canceled by Simon & Schuster because of his belief that there was election fraud. Is Senator Hawley not entitled to that belief? Are you not entitled to it? Apparently, if you are Simon and Schuster, you're not. We're going to punish you if you hold that belief. Now, I'm not arguing Senator Hawley was right or wrong or, or what he was doing was correct politically. I'm not arguing any of that. I'm arguing he's an American. He has a right to his belief and not to be canceled, harmed by Simon and Schuster. The Paramount Network canceled the show Cops after the George Floyd incident. The whole show went. People lost jobs, and the show was successful. And all it did was portray the American police in real time. Gone. Paramount. Okay? We don't want it anymore. Just the other day, a Lucasfilm, that's Disney, and Disney is the worst corporation in the cancel culture. And you know what they're doing to the Muppets? I'll tell you in a little while. Disney's the worst of all of them. Just so you know, if you want to drop a couple of grand a day at Disney World, you might think about that. Okay, so Disney cancels this actress, Gina Carano. You've heard it. You've heard this story. I don't have to get into it. Now, Ms. Carano is an immature thinker. There's no doubt she is. You don't compare... Uh, Nazi atrocities to the political climate in America. You can't do that. That's immature. That's what it is. And and so many people uh, lost loved ones in World War II and the Holocaust. And yeah, just That's. But it's not that she's malicious, Ms. Carano. She's just immature. Fired on the spot by Disney, and um, the Mandalorian actress, um, basically. Looking around, I don't think she even knows what happened to her. Canceled. Disney. Okay, so I could give you 500 more. But you get the picture. All right? Freedom of thought, expression, can lead to your personal destruction. And I'm not even getting into people who are accused of stuff. Because as soon as the media gets at, bang, page one. Bang, lead story on cable. And guess what? I didn't do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're gone. Now, the bad guys know that. Bad guys know it. But here's something very interesting. Both Joe Biden and Donald Trump were accused of misbehavior, personal misbehavior. Trump got blown up all over the place. Biden? No. Media tamped it down. Okay. So we live in a world where the cancel culture is now being used politically but the corporations are behind it they're behind it because they're boycotting they're pulling sponsorship they're doing just because of expression and the far left progressive media knows that so they can gin up anything and make up anything they want well, you say well okay you could sue if you're famous you can't not in america can't because there's a, there's a threshold a level that if you are a public figure You don't have any rights. They can say whatever they want about you. Once in a while, a famous person will win a lawsuit. Cost them millions of dollars to do it. Clint Eastwood won one, I remember. But very, very rare. In Great Britain, you can't. They don't have that threshold. But not here. So there are celebrities who traffic in this. All right? In a cancel culture. Alyssa Milano. Ridiculous. Jim Carrey. Rob Reiner. Chrissy Teigen. I don't even know what Chrissy Teigen does. Why is she famous? But anyway, they, they love this. And there are more. Okay? And, uh, and when they do it from now on, I'm going to tell you who they are and what they're doing. But these are just four that are always doing this crazy stuff. All right? Always trying to get people punished if they disagree with them. So when you have an essential part of this country, freedom of expression, freedom of thought, when you have that under fire, you got a problem because there are no politicians that I know fighting about this. Nobody introducing legislation in Congress. They should. They should. They're not. Why? They're afraid. Because nobody's perfect. Everybody has done bad stuff in their lives. And you know, if you bring yourself up, And fight these people who are going to come after you. I've dealt with it for more than 20 years, every day. Okay? So, we are looking at a country where our right to due process, which means you are innocent, until proven guilty. See, in England, you weren't. If the king said you were guilty, you were guilty. Now, if the media says you're guilty, you're guilty. So, the media has replaced King George. Do you get in this? Now, let me bring it down even further. We have a campaign here called Stand Up For Your Country. All right, we got mugs, we got hats, we got uh, signs. Stand up for your country. Be proud of your country. You don't have to kneel. All right. There are people, and I have stacks of letters, who are afraid to put the bumper sticker on their car or put the uh, sign on their house or buy the mat. They're afraid to do that, to say something as simple as, Stand up for your country because they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be hurt. They don't want to be attacked. And they fear they may be. Now, once it gets to that level where you can't even say stand up for your country, you're afraid to say that. Do you see? Do you see how awful this is? Think fast. Who in the press is fighting this? Who? What celebrity is fighting it? Hollywood can't you work. You won't If you stuck up for Gina Carano, you're not going to get a job. You're out. And those corporations, as soon as that flood comes in from the progressive websites to Mercedes-Benz or Marriott Hotel or whatever it may be, vote. oh, we're not going to sponsor that. Not going to go on that show. Mm-mm. They all know it. The bad guys know it. The totalitarians know it. They know that our freedoms, our essential freedoms, are very vulnerable. Are very vulnerable. This is the cancel culture. Now, going forward, every day we're going to have a segment on the cancel culture. Every blanking day. Because that's how important I feel this is. We are going to name the name of the people who are doing this stuff. I'm not gonna call for any boycotts. I don't do what they do, all right? I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's happening, fact-based, and then you can make up your own mind. That's our lead story tonight. One of the worst places in the country for the cancel culture, college campuses. It's way out of control. So at the University of Connecticut, Um, there is a student body, okay? A student body council, I should say. Of course, there's a student body. Student body council. And the president is a guy named Michael Hernandez, okay? And Hernandez, Mr. Hernandez, came out and said, we are not going to, we, the uh, student government, are not going to endorse defunding the Yukon police. We need the police here to, to protect us. This is a logical position the president of the student body said. They want to cancel him. They're after him. Okay, because he disagrees with defunding the police on the campus of Yukon. So all these students are yeah, petitions, threats, all of this against Mike Hernandez. Now, University of Washington, all right, outside of Seattle, guess what they want to do? tear down the statue of George Washington, okay, which had been up since 1909. So the University of Washington, named after George Washington, the state of Washington wants to tear that down. Who wants to do it? The Black Student Union. They want to do it. Why? Because uh, Washington was a white supremacist who owned slaves, according to them. Now, if you read Killing England, the reason we have freedom of expression and thought is because of George Washington. The reason the Black Student Union at the University of Washington can do this is because of George. But they want to cancel George. It's out of control. Are we all getting it? I think we all are. If any of you disagree with me, you've got millions of people watching me. And listening to me on the radio. If any of you disagree, please send me a letter. I'll protect your name. I won't read your name. Because this is, I think, I think 70% of the American people are on my side. You got 30% who are totalitarians, but I think 70% are on my side. Doesn't matter whether you're conservative or liberal, you gotta see the danger. You gotta see it. All right, Texas. Um, So I've been researching this thing, and it is not true that the wind turbines were responsible for the power outages. It was a combo of fossil fuels and the wind turbines freezing up because they didn't have backup for it, the the state. State of Texas is powered by natural gas, 51 percent, wind, 25 percent, coal, 13 percent, nuke, 5 percent. Solar, 4%. So when the wind turbines froze, so did the natural gas lines. Boom. It all collapsed. And uh, Texas was without power for the better part of a week. All 254 Texas counties were involved with this. 70 people dead. Some of them froze to death in their own homes. So what's the lesson here? You don't dismantle your fossil fuel industry until you have a guaranteed alternative power grid. Guaranteed. That's going to take a lot of years. See, I don't mind the wind and the solar. I think we're going to need it. But the technology is not quite there. We do it simultaneously. You don't knock out the fossil fuels or people are going to die, just like they did in Texas. I think that's a fair analysis. you know, it's this Green New Deal. This is going to reap destruction on this, company, on this country like you haven't seen, what do you, two years from now? I'll replay this tape. This Green New Deal thing. Because Biden, totally out of it. He doesn't know what the deuce is going on. He doesn't know. I'm convinced now that he has no clue. He's just doing what they tell him to do. Who's they? The progressive advisors. The Obama people. OK, so that's what happened in Texas. So Ted Cruz, a senator of the state, 50 years old in his second term. But he didn't win very easily. Second term. Cruz, is a controversial guy. So his kids tell him, hey, Dad, you know, it's spring break. Can you take us down to Cancun, Mexico? And Cruz says, yeah. And then they go. Now, Cruz should have known better. I'm not going to hammer him. Everybody else is. I don't need to pile on Ted Cruz. But you, the optics of that is impossible. You got 70 people dead in your state because you don't have power, and you were flying out of Texas going to Cancun, and you're one of the most powerful people in the state? No. So Cruz obviously is in trouble. Um, whoever wants to run against him again, he got that Beto O'Rourke talk about, oh, but he wants to run. But Cruz is there for five more years. So his reputation is damaged, no doubt about it. So we told you that uh, because Biden is attacking the oil industry, that gas prices are going up and that's a tax on all of us. Now I told you this before the election. So if you elect Joe Biden. He's going to come in. He's going to ruin the uh, fossil fuel industry and we'll all be paying a lot more. So the latest stats. Gas is up about 50 cents a gallon here where I live. Um, gas prices have gone. Oil prices have gone from $36 a barrel when Biden was elected to $60 now in a little more in a month. Okay. 36 to 60. So that means every one of us is paying more for a gallon of gasoline in our car and to heat the home or cool the home. And that's not going to stop. This time next year, I figure about three and a quarter, maybe three forty, three $3.40 a gallon. So in California, It's already that. It's $3.40 a gallon, the average. Regular gas. Hawaii, $3.21. Washington State, $3.10 a gallon. Okay, they're gonna be, those states gonna be close to five bucks. This is a tax. So remember, Biden, I raise a tax on the working people. Hey, one month. Because this comes out of the wallet, out of the household budget. And it's not going to stop. There you go. How about China? China is uh, not a uh, global warming country. (laughs) This is according to the Global Energy Monitor, GEM. They look at stuff all over the world. So China built three times as many new coal power plants last year than in the world combined. So, yeah. We're changing our economy, and I don't mind doing that because we got to have a cleaner planet. But China's making it dirtier, and they're not going to stop. Now, that's not an excuse for us not to do anything. We should. But you don't wreck the economy and hurt the people. You do it simultaneously. So over the weekend, the Rush Limbaugh situation still didn't die down. Uh, There were a lot of reaction to the hateful coverage of his death. Now, I wrote a letter to my local newspaper, Newsday. and I'm going to read you a letter because Newsday did not print my letter. <laughs> Newsday didn't print it. It wasn't worthy of Newsday. So I'm going to read you the letter. All right, put it up on the screen. It was troubling to see Newsday's coverage of Rush Limbaugh's death. The Associated Press so-called hard news article Concentrated on denigrating Mr. Lombard rather than providing any balance. Then Newsday prints an op-ed piece by a far-left guy who wrote a book disparaging the radio host. Is that fair coverage? You know the answer. While Newsday often does excellent local reporting, it has largely become a progressive left vehicle. Does that really serve the best interests of Long Islanders? Bill O'Reilly. Okay, so I write the letter. I thought it was a respectful letter. Absolutely true every word of it. Although, I mean, maybe Newsday goes, well, we're not progressive left, but they are. Uh, They wouldn't print it. Why wouldn't they print it? Because I basically call them out. You call them out. And they don't want that. So in your paper, in your hometown, I bet you saw nasty stuff about Rush Limbaugh. I bet you did. And not to say that you don't do that but you balance. You want one hate column against Limbaugh, you put one praise column about him, right? All right, so what about all this hatred in the country? I mean, it's been around for a while, five years, I would say, since Donald Trump announced he was going to run for president. In the beginning, they didn't hate Trump that much because they thought he was a clown, he wasn't going to win. But as soon as he got cracked, the hatred came out. Okay, I think the Megyn Kelly thing was the first real vivid display of that. Uh, and I write about that in the United States of Trump. I give you the, exactly what happened there. If you haven't read that book, you might consider it. So hate now is reached a crescendo. I mean, a deafening. Uh, it's affecting all of us. And I want to talk to Dr. Lisa Palmer, who's in Palm Beach, Florida. She's a psychotherapist about what is really driving this hatred. Are we in a nasty country? Are we a bunch of thugs in this? Nation, Dr. Palmer joins us now. So, what do you think, Doctor? Why the sudden rise in hatred, or has it always been here?
1: I I actually, I think it's always been there, and it's gotten worse. And this is a very, very complex question because it's not just one part. Bill, what you're talking about is what's happening with the individuals first of all, um, intrapersonally in their lives. A lot of people are angry. Uh, They have financial issues, they have relationship problems, Um, they're really pissed off quite frankly at what's going on in the world, Um, they feel their boundaries have been violated, so you have all that, you have that piece of things. And then you have what's going on culturally, you have what's going on in society, you have what's going on with the media, spreading hate, spreading negativity, businesses profiting, making money off of negativity. So what this is doing, Bill, it's normalizing negativity. It's normalizing hate. And that's where you get this culture of hate, these two parts coming together.
0: Have you seen a big change in your interpersonal relationships with people who come to you to seek advice?
1: Well, I try to keep my, my uh, therapy out of my personal relationships. But I'll tell you something that when people come to talk to me, not in the therapeutic setting, but in my personal life about politics, I just, no, we're not going there. Because I can tell that they get heated up sometimes and they're going to get me heated up. So definitely I can feel some of the hatred there um, and that negativity coming up, especially when I don't agree with them. <laughs> so I try to stay out of politics as much as possible.
0: But I mean, when, when, when patients come in and they're wondering about their lives and the, the challenges they may have or things are going south, Uh, Are they reacting any differently now than they did, say, five years ago?
1: Well, you you know, you have a lot of external factors going on right now that are just making everything worse. But what I primarily work with is trauma. And a lot of people are coming into me with PTSD from their lives. Uh, Stuff that's been going on for a long, long time. You know, uh, eating disorders, uh, problems with their family, their relatives, uh, financial issues, uh, rape accidents, major stuff. And anytime you you have a trauma happen, it really affects somebody, you know, emotionally, and they can get very angry and they have that conflict within themselves. So that's been going on, you know, through the course of time. When you take that and then you couple it with other things that are going on in society right now that are just making everything worse and creating even more of a conflict, you have that piece of it. And then you have people coming together bonding together over their own hatred, bonding together over their own anger. It's like, okay, you're angry, so am I. Let's, I feel a sense of belonging because you are like me. So you have that piece of it
0: too. There are two types of things, in my opinion, that drive hatred. One is evil. I mean, people are evil and they hate and they want to hurt other people. And the other is fear. People are afraid. Um, And when you're afraid, um, whatever you're afraid of, Engenders hatred. But what I still don't understand after all these years is why so many people hated Donald Trump on a visceral level. It wasn't politics. It wasn't about politics. He did a pretty good job. If you step back and you look at the policies of the United States, they benefited most people, at least economically they did. But they hate his guts. They hate him in a, in a, a sense that's unhealthy. What do you think is causing that?
1: It's, it's actually for the same reason that people who love Donald Trump love Donald Trump, but it's a, in a different way, because the people who love Donald Trump are, are identifying with him personally. They're saying, oh, I was bullied, or he's under attack, and I was under attack in my life, so I get him, and I don't agree with it. And the people who are against Donald Trump, they may have been bullied, or they may have had people in their life that resemble him, where they think, you know, things about him that they don't agree with and they're taking it personally. So I think a lot of people are are taking Donald Trump personally and um, they're bringing it into into their own political um, opinions about him. OK,
0: but and it you know, is. Barack Obama had the same Barack Obama had the same effect on conservatives. They didn't like him uh, because, you know, he was uh, a progressive man. But I never saw anything like this. I it wasn't even close. Final question. I opened with the cancel culture. You heard what I said. And the cancel culture is driven by hatred. It's a little bit different because it's basically, well, we hate you because you uh, disagree with me. All right, and, But not only do we hate you, we want to destroy you. That's what the cancel culture is, destruction. Knock the person out forever. Take away everything they have. Ruin them. Um, what is driving that kind of hatred?
1: Well, I'm actually glad that you brought this up because this has been a topic at dinner conversations lately. Um, I, I personally disagree with cancel culture. You know, I try to stay out of politics, but I'm all about freedom i'm all about expressing yourself being heard this is actually something that a lot of people struggle with when they come to see me in therapy they, they need to be heard they need to be understood and when we're canceling culture essentially we're shutting people down we're shutting their voices down i don't believe that's what america's about i don't think that's healthy and i think that we need to bond together we need to accept each other we need to be able to listen to each other's points
0: of view uh,
1: it is a complex issue, but I'm glad that you're bringing it up, and I'm glad that you're going to bring it up on a nightly basis because it needs to be discussed,
0: and that's my And opinion. you don't have any theory about why that has taken root?
1: The cancel culture? Yeah. Um, lack of acceptance. You know, lack of acceptance, uh, power issues. Uh, with a, lot of the, a lot of the topics that you discussed in the last segment, but uh, certain people may be wanting to have their own power in this country, and and that's why. I mean, it it seems like the writing's on the wall to me as to why it's why it's happening. But I, well, I don't. It's agree a weapon. With it and I no th-
0: doubt, no doubt, it's a weapon being used to silence people uh, and to take out people uh, off the board. Hey, doctor, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Uh, glad you're down in Florida enjoying the nice weather. Up here in the tundra, <laughs> I gotta get down to <laughs> Florida. Soon. Thanks, doc. Appreciate thanks, it. So. Everything is expensive these days. You know that Or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold Or text GOLD to 65532. All right, Supreme Court uh, is allowing um, two far-left prosecutors, Cy Vance Jr., he's the uh, District Attorney in Manhattan, and Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, to see... Uh, Donald Trump's tax returns and all that. Uh, James and Vance have been trying for years uh, to hurt, cancel Donald Trump um, through his businesses. So the Supreme Court is not going to block that. Mr. Trump petitioned if the Supreme Court stop it, they said no, the case can go forward. Secondly, uh, the Supreme Court's not going to hear the Pennsylvania vote challenge. And that tells me they just didn't have enough evidence. Uh, They uh, who were saying that there was voting fraud in Pennsylvania and violations of the Pennsylvania Constitution didn't have enough. That's what it says to me. I wasn't on a court. I didn't listen. But remember, this is a court where five of the justices are sympathetic to traditional values. And that was Donald Trump's uh, most important achievement that he got five on the court. I mean, he actually appointed three, but now there's five traditional judges. They don't want to hear it. Uh, Dominion. Uh, Mike Lindell, a MyPillow guy, they're suing him, uh, along with Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, two Trump attorneys uh, for defamation. Uh, Lindell put out a uh, documentary that said the voting machines were uh, faulty or something. Now, it's a 115-page complaint. It names Lindell... Seeks $1.3 billion in damages. This is actually good for Lindell. It sounds crazy, but it is. Uh, because Mike Lindell has resources to fight this. And he can depose now. Anybody he wants. I mean, anybody attached to the voting machine controversy. They can go in. They can do forensics. They can do a lot of things. They being the defense attorneys for Mike Lindell. So Mike Lindell has it. And he believes that there was fraud in the voting machines. He said it. Okay. If he has it, this is a way to get it out to the world. If he doesn't have it, trouble. COVID. So, uh, 512,000 deaths in the USA right now. Got to remember this time last year, you know, I knew it was bad and it was going to be bad, but half a million? Didn't think that. Uh, Almost 29 million Americans have gotten this disease. 29 million. So uh, Joe Biden today did a candlelight service. Nothing wrong with that. Bringing attention to all the people who have suffered and died. That's a good thing. All right. I applaud President Biden for doing that. But even more important is a statement that was made by Dr. Marty Macquarie on February 18th. And you might have heard it, but if you didn't, I'm going to read it because it's a very important statement. Quote, there is reason to think the country is racing toward an extremely low level of infection. More people have been affected, most of whom have mild or no symptoms. There are fewer Americans left to be infected. At the current trajectory, I expect COVID will be mostly gone by April. Wow. Allowing Americans to resume a normal life. So cases have dropped 77% in the last few weeks um let's see mark uh Macri is professor of surgery and health policy at john hopkins university school of medicine i don't know but might, we need some optimism right something Andrew Cuomo, coleman governor of new york's in trouble not as much trouble as gavin newsom who's going to be recalled vote should be in late summer he may get booted newsom may get booted i mean he's wrecked the state california is destroyed So people are going to take out their anger on him. Cuomo, uh, you know, tried to cover up his executive order to put uh, COVID senior citizens back into nursing homes. Um, And there's no recall in New York, so he can't boot him. He's up again in 2022. If he ran, it would be the fourth time. I don't think Cuomo's going to run again. I could be wrong on that. I'm just guessing. But the interesting part of the latest thing is that Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is now attacking Cuomo, saying, "I support our state's return to co-equal governance." She doesn't like Cuomo because he's too authoritative and he's not a socialist, so she's turned on him almost the whole democratic structure in New York has turned on Andrew Cuomo isn't that interesting? Merrick Garland he's the nominee for Attorney General. He's Eric Holder's doppelganger or is that what they say is that? He's Eric Holder, except he's white. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if he's going to get through today in, uh, in front of the Senate. He said two things. I'll play them both for you. Roll the first one. If confirmed, I will supervise
2: the prosecution of white supremacists and others who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, a heinous attack that sought to disrupt a cornerstone of our democracy, the peaceful transfer of power to a newly elected government.
0: Well, good. I want them to prosecute all of those people who broke into the Capitol. Good. They should. The feds too. What's his white supremacy business? What is this? All right. Those were Trump supporters. Yeah, there were a few white supremacists there. See the guy with the Confederate flag and all that? Yeah, there were a few. But what is this white supremacy stuff so i wrote a column called terror on the right it's on billoreilly.com get a lot of reaction with our stats about the justice department prosecuting white supremacists for 2020 2019. you ought to know the truth so i hope you read that uh, column here's the second thing garland said go
2: that mission on the website of the department's civil rights division remains urgent because we do not yet have equal justice. Communities of color and other minorities still face discrimination in housing, in education, in employment, and in the criminal justice system. And they bear the brunt of the harm caused by pandemic, pollution, and climate change.
0: What? Maybe that's true, but that's not your job. Your job is to be a social justice warrior. It's to enforce the law equally among all Americans, not single out some groups and say, oh, look at the Oh, so, yeah, OK. But that's not your job as attorney general. So people in those groups commit heinous crimes, what are you going to do? Oh, no, 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 they have to be treated specially, the equity. I wouldn't. I wouldn't vote for this guy for a local sheriff someplace. I hope he's not confirmed. He's not an attorney general. He's a zealot. And this this guy is the one that they kept off the Supreme Court, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Disney, I told you I promoted this. Here we go, Muppets. Now this. Listen to this. All right, so Disney wants you to pay $7 for the library of Muppets and other stuff. Okay? They want 7 bucks from you and you get access to the Muppets and other things. However, Disney says that the Muppets include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. The Muppets, Jim Henson? Really? They're racist, Muppet supremacy. So I asked myself, dig out what is what is the what the Muppets do? What did they do? So Johnny Cash appeared on the Muppets, and he sang a song in front of a Confederate battle flag. know. Oh, it's bad taste. Uh, I don't think it was a racist thing, but maybe the Muppets are racist. Another episode features Joan Baez. Doing an Indian accent. Can't do any accents anymore. Senor Wences canceled. All right. Third, Kenny Rogers showed up on the Muppets dress in Arab garb. Oh, Ah, uh, uh, Disney. Disney. All right. This day in history. February 22nd, 1980. The miracle on ice. Roll it.
1: You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on.
0: All right, the U.S. hockey team, all amateurs, beat the Soviet Union 4-3. to Soviets were all professionals, okay? Now, this wasn't the gold medal. Most people think this was the gold medal game. It wasn't, all right? This was the uh, semifinal, and then the U.S.A. team beat Finland 4-2 to to get the gold. But the importance of this day is that this brought the entire country, the United States of America, together because we defeated communism on the ice, See, we we're all united in that in 1980. That's the big moment. We got those Ruskies who were cheating like crazy, using steroids. All, they were all pros. All got a mammoth salary from the communist government. Whereas our guys are college guys, most of them. And then later on, they let in the uh, professionals. So that was 41 years ago today. Quick break, back with some mail and a final thought that I think you're going to want to hear.
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: All right, let's get to the mail. Charles Montabagno, Nutley, New Jersey. Bill, your column regarding President Biden's false charge about uh, extremism is right on. The president conveniently ignores the violence and mismanagement in American cities by Democrats. That's why he's doing all the white supremacy stuff. But he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just reading the prompt. Robert, concierge member, direct access to me. Thank you, Robert. Mr. O'Reilly, your research to elucidate the exact data about white supremacist crimes over the past two years, the best retort ever to Joe Biden's declaration. Haven't heard or seen anything similar on Fox News yet. Won't see anything on anybody. That would require them to do research. and I'm Not going to do it. Uh, Patricia, I have to agree with you about the white supremacy comments by President Biden. He really is far removed from the true reality out here in middle America. Since I retired, um, I see a lot, but the white supremacy, I don't see. I don't see it either. I don't know where it is. Now, there are groups and Nazi groups out there. They're for sure. But are they overwhelming? Are they rising? I don't see it. But there are vile far-right groups out there, no doubt about it. Lorraine, concierge member, Bill is clear. Rush Limbaugh's treatment post-death has hit home for you. My opinion: you have touched countless lives positively throughout your career for standing up what's right. Your children already know that. I'm sure they are incredibly proud and cherish you as their father. That's all that really matters. But they still won't walk the dog. They may be proud of me, but they will not walk the dog, Lorraine. And I'm going to give you their number, and you call them, and tell them to walk the dog. Michael Rena, Orlando, Florida. In order to achieve and attain and maintain government power, the left's biggest strategy seems to be manipulating the media. They don't have to manipulate it. They have it. Media is right in their pocket. John Wilson, the Philippines. The Pope is just as unaware as Joe Biden is. Have you ever seen the wall around a Vatican? We've done this before, but I will do it for our uh, listeners in the Philippines and for you, John. The Pope is in danger. People want to hurt him physically. He needs the security and the wall. Barry Fate, Kalamazoo, Michigan. My wife and I love the Stand Up For Your Country mugs of giving them as gifts to our children. Keep the message out there. I have a bumper sticker on my work truck also. Excellent. But again, some people are even afraid to display it. Joseph Elson, Boynton Beach, Florida. Bill just renewed my premium membership for a second year. I really enjoy the service. And I was very thrilled that not only am I going to receive Killing the Mob, but I got Hitler's last day as an extra bonus. If you guys sign up, we try to give you as much stuff as we can, because we're in business for you. So I'm glad you appreciate that. Stan Jarris, Waynesville, Ohio, just finished Killing the Rising Sun. I want to thank and congratulate you and Martin Dugard for the Killing series. I read Jesus, Lincoln, Kennedy, Reagan, and the patent books. I'm 67 years old, and I have to say... That I never knew this history. Well, that's why we write these books. Killing the Mob, out May 4th. You pre-order it on BillOReilly.com. We'll take 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. And you'll enjoy both books. All right. When writing to us, do not be a cretin. Love that word. C-R-E-T-I-N. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right. Uh, final thought of the day. We are helping uh, IndependenceFund.org, as we have for decades. And um, they are going to deliver their 2,500th track chair in Phoenix, Arizona, on March 26th, 2,500 chairs. So we've raised a lot of money for them. And I got a letter from Neil, uh, and I want to put it up on the screen so you know how these track chairs affect people. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly, for your support. You changed the life of this Vietnam combat wounded veteran recipient of the Purple Heart. With the support of the Independence Fund and the track chairs, I cannot tell you what a blessing it is, has become for me. So Neil can go now hunting and go to the beach. uh, And this is what we do. So the track chairs are a huge benefit. Federal government should be doing this. They're not. So we the people have to. Independence Fund, one word, IndependenceFund.org. We are proud to help the severely wounded vets. All right. That is it for us tonight. As always, we thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.